In Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Now, compared to uh, the past few weeks of us coming in the studio, it is, uh, it's a little balmy at 44 this morning. Two straight weeks we recorded in sub-freezing, uh, sub-32 temperatures, 44 degrees this morning at the uh, How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios, and um, yesterday was awesome. Oh, today, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, today is supposed to be beautiful. Uh, it's golfing weather, man. I mean, it's, you know... Long sleeve, but it's golf and weather, baseball weather, I'll say. Pretty sure I drove by the country club and, and the uh, there's women already had their kids at the pool, just you know, trying to get some Ooh, that's aggressive. <laughs> little, little, ready to already we have we know there. we know a good number of people that probably would take their kids <laughs> Absolutely. just for an hour or two uh, scroll their Instagram. Yeah. They they throw some kids in the pool. Hey, they sixty seven, let's go. Yeah, we're gonna keep them nameless, but uh, we know some women that would probably get over to the pool pretty early and go ahead and drop the kids off for a little bit of help uh, for an hour or two on a Saturday or something like that. That. But uh, look, beautiful weather. Uh, enjoy it while you can because the uh, storms are coming and then the, and it gets cold again. But oh, uh, yeah, I'm looking right now. I think it's the Thursday afternoon. Wintery mix coming through. Maybe a little dicey getting in here Friday morning for the uh, for the podcast. We'll see. But we'll be here though. That's what we do, Derek. Tuesdays and Fridays, the UTW podcast, consistently trying to get you what we can twice a, twice a week. Uh, Derek, we can't let our listeners down. Uh, you know, had a nice share on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it or not. A nice share on Instagram. Nice lady. We'll call her. Uh, Hannah L. It rhymes with. We'll call her. Uh, thank you, Hannah L. For uh, getting that out for us. We really appreciate. It. That's a bad rhyme, but uh, nice lady. She really, really likes the show. I texted her husband and said, "Hey, tell her thank you for the shout out." And he just texted back, "She loves it." So oh, that's all. Yeah, I like that. Very, very, very nice. Hey, succinct uh, to the point, but I, I like that. That's it. She loves the show, so we appreciate it. I mean, I joked around about having thirty-seven listeners, but look, we're, we're changing lives one life at a time, and we're going to get to more. Uh, we have a uh, a way to improve our state. Absolutely. Here shortly, Absolutely. you definitely. I know we talked about. Let's see, two weeks ago, number one question, Hernando. We got a tree taken down. Got it taken down. Uh, we are going to fix a lot of the. Um, you know, maybe some different things happened in Mississippi over the last two weeks, legislature-wise. We're solving that here in just a little while, and I'm just going to tease it right there. But if you need a real estate problem solved, or if you need help buying or selling real estate in DeSoto County, please consider reaching out to our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Brian Couch and Terry Thomas and their team possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team for residential real estate for the last 13 years in DeSoto County. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available when you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto County's best realtor for the fourth time. They're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, what's going on on your street. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from a realtor. Call them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Or you can do a full home search at teamcouch.com. A full home search throughout the Mid-South at teamcouch.com. If you are wanting to buy or sell in Hernando or DeSoto County, don't waste your time with another realtor. Call the best. Brian and Terry are ready to help you at 662-449-1700. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2022 presenting sponsor. 
Derek, I can guarantee you there were some barbecue grills uh, fired up over the last couple oh, yeah. of nights. I mean, 60 degrees outside, beautiful sunshine, blue skies. There were definitely some people out barbecuing, uh, trying to take advantage of that. And if you're ready for spring and wanting to take your backyard and your backyard experience to the next level, visit our 2022 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for crawfish, barbecue, and any other kind of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by and visit his shop today. Find more information on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm's Shop. Give him a call locally at 912-9947. Visit his website, howtobbqright.com. But the best experience is to stop by at 496 Whitfield Drive, right here under the water tower, and visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop, the number one barbecue shop in DeSoto County. Thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for continuing to be our studio sponsor. Derek, we skipped over last week because we were uh, so excited to have Jared Barkley, the uh, Parks and Rec director. We had a lot of good feedback from that interview. You and I received texts together, texts separately about the uh, the interview we had with Jared. want to continue to wish him success. We're going to mention, talk a little bit about Parks here in just a few minutes, but let's go ahead and give our words from the weekend. Derek, your word from this weekend is what? My word from this weekend is commitment. Uh, commitment. Busy weekend, mostly on Sunday for myself. Uh, but the reason it's commitment is because of actually three reasons. The first, uh, committed to basketball games. Uh, my daughter had a game Friday night and Saturday morning. So back to back there within 12 hours, we had two yeah. games. Second reason it's commitment is because Sunday uh, for our church was commitment Sunday. Uh, at our church, which means that this is when you kind of pledge what you're going to try to tie this year, what you think you and your family can do. Obviously, this is not something written in stone. Uh, things can change, but just kind of something. So the church is kind of, you know, I think all churches do this to kind of see, helps them, you know, kind of validate or finalize their budget for the year. So that was done uh, this past Sunday was Commitment Sunday for the church. Uh, and then finally, commitment, because not only was it Commitment Sunday, I mean, commitment Sunday for the church, but uh, we were committed to having our quarterly church meetings. So we discussed kind of all the uh, just the financials you know for the end of the year for the church how everything was going uh, also the church council met after that to just talk about you know things general things all churches you know meet uh, either monthly or quarterly to do this and it just happened to be our Sunday to do that starting about 5 30 uh, last night and got over about eight o'clock so again commitment is my word for those three reasons dear correct me if I'm wrong you have missed uh, numerous NFL uh, championship football games but a lot of playoffs <laughs> games missed um, it seems like commitment Sunday is going to be uh not committed to watching Mahomes and Burrow go at it um, uh, I watched uh watched you know the automatic the, the I guess the the rookie goat of right. McPherson just absolutely sure. just continued to make field goals to win that game kicker I yes. uh, had to leave right when that game ended missed the entire second game came in with about three five or three minutes left watched you know the Rams come down they ended up winning right there at the end on a field goal so uh was able to watch that part of it it sounded like the first half was pretty much garbage yeah. so I am glad that I missed that part uh but was able to see the ending but missed pretty much the entire game if there are any UTW podcast listeners that do not know the Super Bowl is set Sunday February 13th the Bengals 
will be at the L.A. Rams. I say at because for the second year in a row, the team uh, hosting the Super Bowl actually made it to the Super Bowl last year with the Bucks. this year with the Rams. So Sunday, February 13th, will be the Super Bowl. Matt, they they need to do this. Look, we're one week away from having the Super Bowl be – the day before President's Day. No-brainer. Like So now, do we need to add a uh, 18th game, regular season game? Do we need to maybe give a week <laughs> off between the start of the playoffs and the end of the regular? Something needs to be done to push it out one more week to get that uh, free Monday there. Derek, I'm going to tell you, I've, I make these jokes, and you can look this up. This is a fact. Uh, we joke around. Joe Biden's approval rating is sub-30. That's true. It can go from 30 to 45 by announcing and working with the NFL to make Super Bowl Sunday the Sunday before President's Day. It is such a no-brainer. School's out, banks are closed, post offices are closed, all those different things. This is so easy. Move it back a week. Change the playoffs a certain way. Give a second bye in the NFL season to the players. It doesn't matter. We love football. Do it. It's a no-brainer. Done. It should be the the Super Bowl Sunday. should be the Sunday before President's Day. I uh, could That's not it. agree more. Could not agree more. In fact, if he did that and got rid of daylight savings, it would oh, easily oh. jump. It was sixty percent, sixty percent approval rate. Uh, he would not Higher. go for. He would not go from thirty <laughs> to sixty. It might take a little bit. Time. A little over fifty. If you want a forty-five with just the Monday, and then also daylight savings is is gone. No, no, I was no, I would okay. Scratch that. Scratch the approval rating. Go up. Ninety percent of the people would approve of that move. Okay, okay, there you go. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> there you go. That's one way. To, one way to definitely look at. It. So commitment is yours, and that's something real quick, Derek. When you told me what your word was going to be, don't forget people that go to church every Sunday. Don't forget, you know take for granted the lights are on the things are set up uh, all the staff and so forth they work so hard uh, every day of the week or most days of the week to get ready for Sunday so that's definitely something I mean committing to uh, Sunday school classes and all your teachers and all that kind of stuff uh, tell them thank you uh, we definitely I'll say that out loud I think we most of the people that work at our church listen to our show and uh, if they don't we'll share this episode with them so they can hear <laughs> our praise we definitely appreciate them and how hard they work throughout the week to get ready for just you know what are awesome Sundays and opportunities come together with fellow believers for sure well Derek speaking of believing follow me here my word from the weekend is support I asked for support last Friday I asked people to come out and support the Hernando soccer team was playing Madison Central on Saturday at four o'clock I asked people to come out and support and Derek I can tell you for sure we definitely had a good support uh, you you were there you and your son came and were there hundreds of people were there I would venture to say dozens of people were at their first soccer match actually uh, yeah absolutely you know, at, you know maybe based off of our voice i don't know we really appreciate them coming out we'll talk the about the results uh here shortly but uh support is going to be mine it makes me feel good i love when you and i can sit here uh, we talk and we've given numerous reasons of why we do this show uh, i think it gets a little i fall in love with hernando a little bit more every time we do this show and the other day was a an example of that because there were a number of people that were there because the weather was decent it was a bit chilly but they were there because they, they took pride in Hernando being across the, the young men's chest. Great, It was great. Could not agree more. Uh, we, we were there. It was our first Hernando soccer match. Oh, there match. you go. It was already kind of conflicting with my the basketball games I was going to for my daughter. But uh, going out there and seeing it, it was a beautiful day. It was very. Yeah. It was still cold at that time, but it was beautiful. Uh, and it was an absolutely great crowd. We were watching the, uh, I guess, the match kickoff and then looking and seeing people lined up at the gate. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. looked like a football game. Yeah, it looked it like a football game as they're coming in. Now, obviously, it wasn't as big as a home football game, but seeing people backed up and lined up at the gate as it kicks off uh, was just amazing. So really do want to say thank you uh, to everybody who came out to support uh, the Hernando Tigers on Saturday. Well, you and I pay attention because we're part of Booster Clubs, a part of, uh, you know, 
the behind the scenes for most of our sports that our kids are involved in, uh, you know, having a gate. And get, when I say gate, somebody paying six, seven dollars per and you got three, four hundred people there. That's uh, those are not money making sports. But if it helps your next uniform or it he- helps for uh, jackets for the players or, or even helps like end of the year banquet or something like that. I mean, again, Hernando, thank you for coming out and supporting the uh, soccer boys on Saturday. We'll talk more about that game in a second. But Derek, let's move on now. Let's preview the Alderman meeting. P- speaking of commitment, quite the commitment that the mayor and board of aldermen have to make for two Tuesdays a month. Give us a <clears throat> go ahead and tell us what we're doing in the Alderman meeting tonight. All right, we got uh, it's kind of a short uh, agenda. It was only jinxed two it, pages. Jinxed it. There you go. I did Three hour it. meeting. I, I just said agenda. I did not say a meeting. It's a short agenda. It has about twenty four items, but it is condensed to two pages. However, it is, it's packed. There's a lot of good stuff going on tonight. So if you have a chance to tune in, unfortunately, I will not be able to tune in because, uh, again, we'll talk about basketball in just a moment. But uh, we'll be watching this to, uh, to report to you all on Friday. But the first three things that we're going to look at is there are three. You might, uh, Matt, you need to go ahead and put four items. Okay. Four items on your calendar. Okay, four items. All right, the first thing we're going to do is they're going to approve to proclaim Arbor Day. We're going to go ahead and get there that out go. of the way Arbor this Day. year. Done. Arbor Day is going to be February 11th. 2022. All right, but Derek, here's the thing. After our show for the last two weeks, and the listeners will enjoy this, let's on Arbor Day, February 11th, let's put the tree back up. Put the Christmas tree back up. <laughs> I mean, let's go ahead. See, they should have left it up. Who cares about planting trees? Put the fake tree back up. They should have they left it up. De- mm-hmm. Decorated for Valentine's Day. I had know. the February 11th Arbor Day you know, uh, proclamation. What are we doing? Uh-oh. Um have no it brainer. up through, through uh, the um, Super Bowl right there yep. that same weekend. No, February 11th. They have to go ahead and get it out of the way early this year so they don't forget like they did and have to do it. So basically, they've named Arbor Day two months apart, February 11th of this year. Next thing to put on your calendar, there, uh, the Hernando Chamber of Commerce is asking to temporarily close streets for the Water Tower Festival, Matt. The Water Tower Festival will be September 24th. 2022. Go ahead and put that on your calendars. They're yep. asking to have those streets closed. Getting the jump festival. on that one, yeah. All right, next. The next one you need to put on your calendar. The Chamber of Commerce is uh, applying to temporary closed streets for Christmas Parade Monday, December 5th. Book it. Book Day it. after my birthday. There you go. That's it. Monday, December 5th. Uh, go ahead and put that on there. And then finally, the Hernando Optimus Club is asking to temporarily close the streets for the A-Fair, which will be Saturday, May 21st, 2022. So again, they're your dates. You've got uh, February 11th is Arbor Day. You've got September 24th is going to be the uh, Water Tower Festival. December 5th, the Christmas Parade. And May 21st will be the Hernando Arts and Crafts Fair, also known as the A-Fair. Write it down. Write it down. So uh, now next, the next three things we're going to talk about has to do with the parks. You mentioned Jerry Barkley earlier. Uh, Jerry Barkley, is, they're going to have him to sign an agreement for Energy Mississippi to install wood poles and LED floodlights for the parks, parking areas, and playground at the Civic Center ball fields. Okay. They cannot make improvements to the fields themselves, but they're going to improve the lighting. They, they're picking uh, what they call of an the option park, one. Of the parking spaces, of the, of the parking lot. This right, makes the parking sense, lot yes. spaces, not okay. the actual field themselves. Got it. Of the parking lot spaces and the playground, parking okay. area and the playground. They're going with option one. Sure, we'll hear more about that tonight. Estimated cost about two thousand one hundred thirty-five dollars. That's uh, very affordable. Yeah, very affordable for that, and I think obviously something make it a lot brighter out there when you're driving, parking, watching your kids running the parking lot, that sort of thing. The next thing that has to do with the parks, the approval to accept the proposed agreement with Kimley Horn PLA for their master planning Renaissance Park 
and for Mayor Johnson to sign the agreement. Now, this is the master plan to draw up what the ball fields and everything that we're – they're trying to set the plan for what potentially would be a penny for the parks okay. push or, or some kind of a city plan to move toward that. So they are now going to contract tonight, assuming that the board approves it, with Kimberly Horn, PLA. You're, you're saying Kimberly Horn. Kimley or Kimberly? Kimley, K-I-M-L-E-Y is what they have on Kimley, here. Kimley, okay. Is it Kimley Horn, P-L-A? Now, if it is Kimberly, it's misspelled <laughs> on the agenda. Uh, Kimley Don't Horn, Don't get PLA. mad, Kimberly. Don't get mad. <laughs> uh, so, we're, we're setting up for the master plan for the park. And then finally, this is the third. So, these are back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, 15, 16, and 17 on the agenda. Yes. Is the approval for resolution for the pennies for the parks. Okay. So, this is the resolution written right. by the city attorney yep. that they're going to approve to send to the legislature to try to have it approved before the deadline that was given by the our state senators and state representatives is saying, hey, we need to have this in our hands to vote on before February 15th, and this is them approving what they're going to send. Which confirms nothing other than the board doing what they're supposed to do. That's right. Meeting those uh, deadlines to try and get that presented to the state house, state senate, for approval for the Hernando residents to possibly vote. vote in November for a Pennies for the Park program, which we will talk more about that. My gosh, we'll probably talk about it for months and months to come. <laughs> the next six, which, six eight months, if okay. it gets passed. Okay, if it gets if passed. It gets that's passed. A good, if it gets passed. However, Derek, Pennies for the Park program, which currently in DeSoto County, South Haven has, mm-hmm. Olive Branch has, mm-hmm. Horn Lake. I, I believe Horn Lake does. I Horn think that you mentioned that. I believe okay. you mentioned that. Senatobia. Yes. Oxford. Yes. Okay. There are other cities doing a pennies for the park program, which we will discuss for probably months to come. Should it come out of the House and come out of the Senate for approval? Uh, look forward to talking about that. Again, there's, I think there's a dozen. I think Jared mentioned there was a dozen cities that have already done this Correct. Uh, around the state. And so we're asking for our uh, ability to vote. Uh, we did vote four or five, five or six years ago. So asking for that ability again, but with a better plan, with a better cost structure. Uh, and so we'll see how that goes. Uh, the next thing that's going on tonight is the approval for Mayor Johnson to sign a contract for design of the police department Sally Port. Now okay. remember, we talked yep. about the Sally Port. Yep. Uh, so a- AERC uh, is designing that. So they're going to do a, sign a contract just to, for the design. No Correct. cost yes. yet, anything like that. And then finally, the approval to accept the quote. We talked um, about paving. Uh, the different neighborhoods, they had a list of everything that was going to be paved. Well, here's two that are going to have some potholes fixed. Approval to accept the quote of 31500 for Grove Park Subdivision. Crack Seal from Raleigh Paving. That's just down from us, Grove Park Subdivision. And then a quote of $3,225 for Pleasant Bend Cove Crack Seal from Raleigh Paving. So, again, these are two areas. that are doing the new Crack Seal machine they have. They kind of, kind of go in there, kind of just smooth it out, put it in there. Um, that it will be done in those two subdivisions as the city prepares when the asphalt gets turned back on. Of course, the, the plants are closed right now to go ahead and start all, a lot of those paving projects that they approved back, uh, I believe, at the end of the year, November, December time frame. So, again, that is all going on during the meeting tonight. And again, thank you to the Board of Aldermen. Thank you to the mayor for uh, what you guys do uh, every other Tuesday. We really appreciate you handling uh, city business there. Like you mentioned, not a very long agenda, but, uh, you know, plenty of meat there. So hopefully they can just move some things through, and, and we look forward to covering that on Friday. Well, Derek, let's talk about something else now that we've discussed uh, hometown stuff, and we're going to talk about a little bit countywide. Something going on, Derek, a very, uh, let's just say a very bright project, possibly in DeSoto County. Coming up, what you got? Yes, the Northern District Public Service Commissioner, Brandon Presley, has announced the approval of a $90 million solar facility in DeSoto County. Now, Presley said in, a, uh, in the media post uh, Friday morning that the private investment would pay more than $400,000 a year uh, in taxes to DeSoto County. Uh, this was the approval was part of a public hearing that Presley had attended in Hernando last week. 
At the height of the construction, uh, this 100-megawatt solar facility will provide 300 construction jobs, three permanent jobs, and bring over, again, $400,000 to DeSoto County uh, annually. 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 Four, yes. Uh, this solar facility owned and operated by Wildflower Solar, which is a subsidiary of Clearwater Energy, will produce power to benefit Toyota's Blue Springs facility in Union County therefore helping Toyota meet their green energy goals. So this is part of the thing. So Toyota has, you know, as part of their, I guess, a worldwide, corporate-wide initiative trying to go, you know, go more green. Part of that is having renewable energy to be able to source them. So they'll be getting, they'll be using this power, shipping it over to Blue Springs to help power that plant. Why not have it in Union County? Is there a particular reason? I don't know. I don't know if it was a, uh, maybe a available get, land. Get, yeah, less, but, less sunlight in Union County than this. <laughs> well, I think, you know, Walls is so flat. This is going to be uh, oh, in Walls. going to be, okay. Yeah, just uh, down off the bluffs. I think because of the lack of trees, sure. how flat it is, it made it an easy site to put it down there. Uh, but DeSoto County was able to get over Tunica, which, again, depending on how you feel about, you know, solar farms, it's good for us. I guess ta- as taxpayers, it's a good deal, you know, but it will eat, obviously, you know, tons of acres uh, for that. How but, large is it? Go ahead. Doesn't really say, doesn't give the exact acre of this uh it just mentions more on the uh just the, the 90 million dollars sure. how much it's going to cost to build it uh, toyota of course has entered into a virtual purchase agreement with wildflower solar and will continue also to purchase energy from tba so this is a supplement it will not fund it completely uh and we as we mentioned the facility will be located just outside of walls so it is desoto county so if you go down off the bluff you'll start seeing some solar panels being put up we've also talked about tunicas doing the wind turbines correct uh, wind turbines, I think, are, you know, I, I don't know, I've not studied how a solar panel, per, you know, compares to a wind turbine and the and amount of energy produced. But, you know, a wind turbine, you can still farm around it. You know, solar farm, you can't do that. Oh, no, You absolutely. can't get under these, those, those uh, I guess, a reflective glass. Yeah, of course. So, anyway, uh, that's a uh, big news for DeSoto County. No doubt. Absolutely. That's very interesting. Well, Derek, something else. Uh, we're going to have a little fun here. We're going to have a little fun. You know how much I enjoy music. You're a music lover yourself. Mississippi is a music state. Yes. Uh, let's visit a little bit. Again, we talked about we went local, then we went countywide. Let's go down to the legislature, our visit to Jackson, which seems to be weekly right now, uh, something that we thought was pretty neat. What we got this week in Jackson. All right, so when the gavel dropped uh, in the 2022 legislative session, Speaker Gunn, Philip Gunn, of course, of the House, pointed to a new voting board hanging in the House of Representatives and played a song, Matt, when he opened it, called One Mississippi. One Mississippi. One Mississippi is a song that has been written by Steve Azar. Some of y'all know Steve Azar, probably personally, right. uh, at the request of former Governor Phil Bryant to commemorate the state's bicentennial anniversary. So this was written a few years ago uh, when we turned 200 years old. Uh, he had this play uh, back in 2017. Now, Gunn wants to make that Azar song the official state song of Mississippi. He has filed a bill, House Bill 1487, that would replace the current state song of Mississippi, which is Go Mississippi, with the more recent One Mississippi. Now, just real brief history, Matt, and then we can have a little little fun with this. Go Mississippi was written by William Houston Davis and was adopted as the state song of Mississippi in 1962. Davis was born, not in Mississippi, unfortunately, in Oklahoma in 1914. He moved to Mississippi in 1942. He was a teacher, drummer, arranger, and a composer. And he was recognized in Ripley's Believe It or Not in 1938 for having held a drum roll for six hours, 30 minutes, and 20 seconds. When you say Ripley, you, you're not talking about Ripley, Mississippi. No, we're talking about, no, the actual, <laughs> he had a six and a half hour drum roll. That's impressive. Uh, that, for, so that's, yeah, think about that. Uh, later in his life, he also served as a justice of the peace in Hines County and ran unsuccessfully 
for mayor of Jackson. Uh, he died in 1987. So they want to take his song, Go Mississippi, which, again, we listen to it. Matt, it is I, I, not I'm a good song. It. I'm going to play a little bit of it. Oh, you play, okay, let's go ahead and play. Now, this go, is Go Mississippi, go the Mississippi. current state song for your wonderful state of Mississippi. And we're not going to play all of it. And, and once you hear it, you'll understand why we're not going to play all of it. States may sing their songs of praise With waving flags and hip hoorays Let cymbals crash and let bells ring Cause here's one song I'm proud to sing Go Mississippi Keep rolling along Go Mississippi so there, we're going to fade that out. So that is "Go Mississippi," the current state song. Yeah, that's um right. The current state song, "Go Mississippi." Uh, you and I didn't even know the state song of Mississippi until now. So until now, we started so doing a little research. So you're saying that uh, one Mississippi. Now, Matt, by, uh, Matt, we're going to call that song. We're just going to say nicely that song is dated. Song it's a little dated. dated. I'll say it's a little dated. dated. Okay. Sure, uh, yeah. And so we're going to go with one Mississippi for Steve Azar is yeah. what he's looking for. So we'll we'll play a little of that real quick. Okay, I'll fast forward a little bit. Okay. America's music birthplace where rock and roll was made out of our gospel and blues and that pure country too. All right, we're going to cut it there, but I mean – I mean, he's, he's, he's you, you said, the you, music. That right. was very good. I mean, you said that song, Go Mississippi is dated, 1962. Yes. It's now 2022. Why not 60 years later? Maybe put it aside and move on possibly with Steve Azar's song. Very interesting. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I don't hate the idea of it. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess the state of Mississippi is way different than it was in 1962. Yes. So oh, possibly, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, possibly. Uh, but Derek, I mean, you know, I don't really understand. You and I. We're we're about to solve a problem right here. This Matt, is a no brainer on this. First one. of all, we're but you're going to suggest a song. Yes, and I am. I, I'm saying that you know we we did this with marijuana. We did this with other things. Let, we should put this to a vote in November. Okay. Uh, I think that they should. Re, I think they should amend this House bill and put all three songs to a vote. And by three songs, Matt, go ahead and, and I want you to introduce what you think the song for Mississippi should be. Look, there. I'm 43 years old. You're a little bit older than me. But people 35 to 50 are gonna. Uh, Really going to start bobbing their heads here in yes. just a second. Well, yes. I, I don't know why this isn't the state song, to be honest with you. I mean, look at that. that do you hear that sound? It's amazing. That's, that's beautiful. It's just beautiful. I mean, that's Mississippi right there. Yeah. I don't know why this isn't the state song already. Please take me back home. Done. To Mississippi. Please take me back home. To Mississippi. One, a two. You know, I'm going to cut it off right there, but uh, well, I mean, uh, so the name of the song is Mississippi. We joke around about it, but it's written by Afro Man, a very famous and popular uh, rapper in the 90s, especially if you lived in Mississippi. Oh, he's from Hattiesburg. Well, right, there you go. From Hattiesburg, exactly. uh, Mississippi, a very, uh, just uh, had, what, <laughs> one or two albums, absolutely tremendous when we were in college. Oh my gosh, are you uh, kidding me? Just getting out of college, uh, played over and over again, uh, actually had a guy that my sister graduated with two years younger than me that I played base on the high school baseball team with me. That was the drummer at the time oh, wow, okay. for Afro man, Jody Stallone and just a, uh, 
what are we doing? Like, that is a fantastic <laughs> song. And look, everybody in the legislature, if you're hearing this and you're saying, oh, we cannot have – no, no. You knew what the song was as soon as Matt started playing it. You know what the song is. You know it rep- this, it's fantastically uh, done. Uh, it's got a good beat to it, which we're all about the beat. I think everybody would have a good time with that song. No, don't be afraid to vote for it just because it's Afro Man, okay? <laughs> this is fantastic. We're in the process of passing medical marijuana. Oh, wow. There um, you go. He, he does. Uh, I'm not, I think that Afro Man probably is a proponent of that. Pro-choice of that, I, I'm yes. going to say he's definitely pro-choice for that. So I think it's Afro a great is, solution. I think he's battled glaucoma for a very long time. <laughs> very, very. He's, <laughs> he's had a prescription for decades. And so... I think that uh, I'm, I'm. Look, I think that these three should go to a vote, and let's just see who wins. Let's just see who wins. Man, we like to have fun on the UTW podcast. A lot of fun. In all seriousness, I think Derek. I mean, of course, we joke around about Afro Man. Probably won't be a choice. Uh, it should be, but it won't be. No. Sixty years later, it may be time to move on, move forward with a state song. You and I didn't even know the state song, so let's be honest with it here. Is it that big a thing? I mean, really? I mean, really and truly? I mean, I think it's one of those things where you list out like state bird, state exactly. tree. Like it may, I'm sure it's on there, and I'm sure I memorized it at some point, but I, I, I know I've never heard it. And look, while we were uh, poking around a little bit or learning more about the state songs, Steve Azar wrote it with Brett Eldridge, uh, a very famous uh, country singer now. So most people know that. Uh, speaking of Brett Eldridge, the best latest best christmas album there is oh yeah, yeah. he's the man i mean I really he, seriously it, if yeah. you enjoy mm-hmm. christmas music uh speaking of christmas derek did i tell you the christmas tree came down i'll tell I, you that I, no i can't have I we talked about still, I'm, we I'm talk heartbroken about i'm really am heartbroken <laughs> brett eldridge wrote that with steve azar so go look it up one mississippi by steve azar possibly the next state song in the state of mississippi we really really do have a good uh, fun time here at the utw podcast we hope you enjoy our our lightheartedness and our jokes a lot but uh you know good luck with that like you mentioned some people may know steve azar steve azar is welcome on our show at any time. I'd love to have him on here. Uh, I could talk to Steve Azar for hours about no, that. He brought that Mockingbird so. series to exactly. Hernando for you know uh, about three or four sessions a couple yeah. of years before COVID. Right. Uh, now is you know does it in Greenville, um, and so just a, a great guy for the state of Mississippi. Yeah. And done, they've really done a lot. Absolute ambassador, much like Afro Man. That's it's, it. <laughs> That's it. It's a, a different genre, but yes. Really, no easy way to segue into our first advertiser, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance, located in South Haven. However, they are ready to serve everyone in Hernando, DeSoto County, or the Mid-South. Vice President Bruce Robinson and President Jerry Holland have years of experience in helping people when it comes to their insurance needs. Whether it's health, life, property, casualty, auto, Anything you need, insurance-related, Holland Insurance is ready to help. They work with some of the largest companies in the world, Nationwide, Blue Cross, Cigna, Humana, Mutual of Omaha, you name it, they probably work with that company when it comes to representing them as an independent agent. They are not tied to one company, which allows them to put you with the insurance company that best serves your needs. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528. Give them a call. Tell them your needs. Let them work and show you how excellent a team they have at Holland Insurance. Again, phone number 662-895-5528. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. Are you interested in making a schooling switch in 2022-2023? North Point will be hosting their next opportunity to preview the point on Tuesday, February 8th at 8.30 a.m. Again, that's Tuesday, February 8th at 8.30 a.m. It will be an in-school open house. 
They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family. Derek, most listeners of our show have figured out or uh, definitely know that uh, I am the owner of Mobile Car and Van Rental right here in Hernando. Sent 16 quotes out yesterday for spring break and summer rentals. So just, I mean, it's that time of year. If you're traveling for spring break, you need to give us a call. Give us a call at 662-469-4555. We don't just do vans. We do cars, pickup trucks, vans, passenger vans, cargo vans. I'm telling you, we love an opportunity to be your car rental place of, of choice. Also, if you are turning your car in for an insurance repair or a body shop repair, let us help you with your claim. We can do that. Give us a call. We'll put you in the best car we can. We'll take care of you, hopefully better than the big boys that uh, you know right now seem to uh, not really have cars. But we'll do our absolute best. 662-469-4555, mobile car and van rental, the only car rental place in Hernando located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken. You'll see the van sitting right there. Please give us a chance, 662-469-4555. Derek, you gave us all kinds of facts about the uh, state song of Mississippi. However, that was not our DeSoto County Fact of the Week. It's that time on our Tuesday show where the DeSoto County Fact of the Week is given to us by the DeSoto County Museum located on Commerce Street in Hernando, right across the street from Bank Corp South. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Rob Long and his team would love to help you from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Get by and visit Rob and his team today to see all the different exhibits, artifacts, learn tons of history about our wonderful county of DeSoto. Derek, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week is what? Matt, we're going back to 1925, so almost 100 years ago. Uh, Rob sent us a, some information on what would be the second bond issue uh, that the city of Hernando ever did. So C.E. Emerson was the mayor in 1925. We know a couple Emersons that are we relatives. Uh, so this is their you know, relative 100 years ago. C.E. Emerson was the mayor. He stood for re-election this year, and he was re-elected. Uh, S.W. Eason served uh, as the clerk, and Jack Wissinger was the marshal. Now, during this year, a bond issue was called for to raise $20,000 for the purpose of building a water system in Hernando. Now, we just mentioned uh, back in the uh, talking about the Alderman meeting, they're looking to extend water out into the county for a couple subdivisions that in the future will be part of Hernando. Well, this was the original bond issue for the for the first time they put water or had a water system in Hernando. There will be an elevated water tank, fire hydrants, and water pipes underground to every business and home. Uh, There had only been one other bond issue in Hernando uh, raising funds before this, and that was to build the the original Hernando High School. So this was the second bond issue. Since there was concern that this the issue may not carry, that people were uh, outspoken against this, they didn't want to have a bond by the city taken out to do this. uh, Articles were placed in the paper, and because of the articles, the votes were tallied and it passed. So in 1925, the Bond issue for the first water system passed, and which of course eventually led to the 
Water Tower. That is a symbol for our city. Uh, it is the name of our podcast. And this was all started back with the first water system in 1925. Derek, go back to your word from the weekend was commitment. This is the kind of stuff that in order to have a 2022 Hernando, an awesome town that we have, Almost 100 years ago, people had to commit to this. Yeah. They had to commit to this kind of thing. They had to believe in other people. They had to believe in what people were showing them. And, hey, here's what can happen. And, uh, hey, thank you so much to those people back there. We take it for granted. Like you mentioned, we know uh, some some Emersons. We know we're some of the relatives there for him, but uh, probably a pretty sharp guy and forward-thinking mayor. And that's what you have to have. I mean, yeah. that's Hernando today exists because those people committed in 1925 to uh, to their water. I mean, it's just the way well, to I mean, that's forward thinking right now. They're talking about, you know, extending water to Madison Lakes, yeah. extending water. You know, they're revamping the water system right now, making them larger to service, you know, especially the east side of town, but it'll eventually be probably the west side of town, too. All that, you know, people don't like to hear about it. They don't like to pay for it. You know, it's not sexy to put in sewer, to put in water. You don't get to see it above ground and make your streets pretty. And that's, But it has to be done. It has to be done for the growth of the city. And they understood that in 1925. Well, speaking of a commitment, Rob Long is committed to the DeSoto County Museum. He loves DeSoto County. He loves Hernando and DeSoto County. There's nobody better to tour you around the DeSoto County Museum. Thank you to Rob and his staff there at the DeSoto County Museum. Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, swing by to learn more about DeSoto County, this wonderful, wonderful place that we call home. And speaking of an asset right here under the water tower, with over 60 years of combined dental experience, Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter of DeSoto Family Dental Care have been a presence right here under the water tower. They are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call locally at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. Again, 429-5239 for the DFDC difference. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing their very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Want to continue to recognize a longtime sponsor for the UTW podcast, one of our first sponsors who believed in us, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, soon-to-be spring cleanups, anything on the outside of your home or office space, Richard can help. 
Give him a call. Let him come by. No project too small. No project too large. If he can't help you with it, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, DFDC, Green King, and Williams Lawn Services for continuing to support the UTW Podcast. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention. We talked about it a few minutes ago. I mentioned the support for people coming out when it comes to soccer right here under the water tower. Uh, However, the result was not what we were looking for. Tell us what happened on Saturday for the Hernando Tigers. Matt, the Hernando boys were the only team left in the soccer playoffs covered by the UTW podcast, and they squared off against Madison Central on Saturday. As we mentioned, there was a very big crowd for a high school soccer game as Hernando residents came out to show support to one of the two teams left in DeSoto County to play soccer. As the game started, the news got around that Lake Cormorant had, been put, had put up a valiant effort against Ridgeland, but had lost the match 4-2, to two, and that Hernando was DeSoto County's last hope to advance. The game was tight for the first 25 minutes, but the Dragoars were able to get on the board when a Hernando back, who had held strong all game, let a ball get through for a one-on-one against the goalie that was put into the net. A couple of minutes later, a fluky kick from about 25 yards caromed around including hitting the crossbar, and fell into the net. A couple minutes after that, an own goal by Hernando had to score 3-0 Jaguars that would hold up until halftime. Coach Clark made adjustments in the second half that stymied the number two team in the state, and the game was evenly matched again in the second half. Hernando had a chance to get on the board with the PK, but it was blocked when the Jaguar goalie guessed correctly. The Jaguars were awarded a PK of their own, which was highly controversial when a wannabe Broadway actor took a fall and then strutted to take the (laughs) kick. After a false start, he found the back of the net just past the outstretched arms of the Hernando goalie for the fourth and last goal of the game. Hernando lost 4-0 on a game that was closer than the score indicated and ends a historic season on advancing to the second round. We want to say thank you to all the seniors for the way that they held themselves and played the game and to the whole team and Coach Clark on an outstanding season. A team that started 2-8, and eight, finishes 10-9, and nine, and one game short of the North Half Finals. It was a great season, guys, and we look forward to the next couple of years as this experience helps the young talent on this team. Absolutely. And Derek, we, we have a close personal friend, Beth Rafferty, that you and I are friends with. Just want to give a shout-out to McLean, of course, You know, as he played his last high school soccer match on Saturday. For anybody that wasn't able to attend, the last four minutes, a really classy move by Coach Clark was to put in uh, two brothers. Two brothers, uh, Parks right. being one of them for McLean. And so Parks and McLean got to play. Another set of brothers got to play as well together. Would have been awesome if they could have done something together at the very end. Would have yeah. been really neat. But uh, look, shout-out to those young guys. I mean, two and eight to ten and nine. I think was it 10 and 9 maybe 10 and 10 I think it'd be well, a 10 and 10, 10 with that loss. Se- yeah, yeah, that's it. Loss, yeah. That's right, that's 10 right. and 10 final season record with that loss to Madison Central but Thank you to Hernando for coming out. We really, really appreciate it. Look forward to next year. Uh, Mr. Brian Couch and I are there in the press box now, and uh, I guess we're kind of committed to three more years of, uh, of home soccer matches. <laughs> uh, we feel like it adds a lot to the thing. You've been to some pretty boring soccer matches, and uh, it's having some music Music or helps. Uh, you know, actual announcing helps. Well, just uh, saying, hey, who's yeah. going to the game, who's coming out, yeah. that type of stuff is a lot of fun. So congratulations, guys, on the second round of the high school playoffs. First time that Hernando has reached that level since 2008. Really, really enjoyed covering you here at the utw podcast let's turn our attention to the hardcore Derek. everybody's been busy since our last show tell us about it the north point girls and boys traveled to st george's on friday night the girls game was over by the end of the first quarter when north point took a 14 to 5 lead uh, then st george also lost their point guard to a concussion in that quarter it was 26 to 9 at the half 
and then 51-12 to at the end of the third quarter. The JV and the ninth grade team played the entire fourth quarter as North Point wins 53-14. to Briley Faith Cherry led with 16 points, followed by Bethany Wright with 14 and Izzy Carlson with 10. And on the boys' side, the boys' game started off similarly with the Trojans taking a 14-3 lead after the first. However, St. George's closed the gap to 25-20 by halftime, and it was 35-33 Trojans going into the final frame. The Trojans led the entire game until the last three seconds when Christian Gilliland fouled out with three seconds left, and the St. George's player hit one of the two free throws to take their first lead of the game. North Point had one last shot at the basket, but it fell short, and St. George's wins 43-42. to Christian Gilliland had 19 points, Darius Naylor had 11, and Chris Gilliland had 10. Both teams have two games before our next show, Margolin Hebrew at home and then at South Haven High School. So there'll be two games that we'll report for you on Friday for both teams. Next, the Lewisburg girls. Both Lewisburg teams traveled to Center Hill to take on the Mustangs for their district game. The Lady Patriots were down just one, 22-21, at halftime after a back-and-forth battle. Center Hill outscored Lewisburg 18-11 in the third to take a 40-32 lead into the fourth quarter. The Lady Patriots did win the final quarter, but not enough to make up the eight-point difference and lose 55-48 to to the Lady Mustangs. Unfortunately, I think for the first time all season, there were no individual box scores given for the Lewisburg Lady Patriots. On the boys' side, the Lewisburg boys then took the court, and it was a rough night from the start. Center Hill took a 41-15 lead into halftime and never looked back. That's a murder. Yeah, defeating the Patriots 79-40. Tough night for both Lewisburg teams who will try and get back on the winning track tonight against St. Benedict. Out of conference. Out, out of, of conference, out of district. Now, uh, also the North Point. Getting toward the end of the season, probably looking for outside competition you know, in order just to see something different. You're getting ready, to hopefully, for the playoffs for the Lewisburg girls. Uh, and for the North Point girls. Now, the Hernando girls. The Hernando teams hosted Horn Lake, and the girls knew that this was an important game as they are still fighting for a playoff seating. The Lady Eagles jumped out first, taking a 15-13 first quarter lead. Hernando was able to pull even with the Lady Eagles by halftime, going into the locker room 27-27 all. Hernando uses a big third quarter to take an eight-point lead, 41-33 into the fourth quarter. They were able to maintain that eight-point lead and get a big win against the Lady Eagles. Demaya Cummins had 21 points, five rebounds, five steals, and Abby Harrison had 20 points and three rebounds. They now go out of district, so all three teams going out of district this week against a good matchup and a challenge against Olive Branch for senior night. They're playing senior night tonight against Olive Branch. Don't know. That's not a, that's a, a tough home, matchup. Home game tonight. Out of district against Olive Branch. For senior night, yes. Senior night, one of the best teams in the area. <laughs> yeah, and remember, okay. the boys' team is even better. We'll get to oh, that one now. We'll go to the boys' team. Yeah. Hernando boys. Twitter was back on Friday night, there Matt. So All Twitter right. was back on. And I want to say thank you to whomever runs that account. Hernando trailed the Eagles 21-14 after the first and by 10 at the half. At the end of the third quarter, the Tigers were still within 11 points, down 55-44, to but could not get any closer as the Eagles pull away for a 75-59 win. We had Mark reach out to the podcast and let us know that the coach does not release the stats until he watches film. Hoping I was going to have that for, the, for us this morning, Matt. He still has not sent it to me. He either forgot or he is really studying that film hard. We have not heard from him, but I do want to appreciate whoever is running the Twitter account for sending me the scores for every quarter on Friday night. Love for you to continue doing that. And, of course, if we ever get stats, we'd love to celebrate 
uh, all the individual players, even in a loss. We want to get their names out there. Oh, absolutely. Do the best we can. I mean, the young people for North Point, Lewisburg, Hernando, we definitely want to continue to cheer them on. Let's see if we can get that corrected this week and get back heading towards a, a playoff push for all the teams. Look, if you enjoy our show, enjoy what we do when we talk about young people, we talk about, of course, our, our state song, and we make jokes, and we have a lot of fun here under the water tower. We really appreciate uh, you allowing us to do that. If you enjoy our show, please share it, just like uh, the young lady on Instagram which I mentioned earlier. Share it with uh, friends, family. Share it on Instagram. Let people know what's happening on the UTW podcast. We work hard to uh, hopefully uh, entertain you. We would hope that you would share that with others if you really enjoy that. You can also find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you hear our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. That helps us move up the ranks of local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, find OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also cover Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch High School Athletics. Any information you're looking for on the eastern side of DeSoto County, OB Pod is definitely the show to listen to. Find them today. Well, Derek, before we sign off for our show, if you're interested in advertising with the UTW podcast, send us an email under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Also, we will continue to announce the Crew of Fernando's 10th annual Mardi Gras Ball tickets on sale now. If you'd like to purchase tickets, group tickets, please call 901-517-5132. That's 901-517-5132. Or visit our Facebook page at Crew of Fernando, K-R-E-W-E of Fernando. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty little girl